Look, check it out. I know it's Monday. I know you're sitting at that desk. Your boss got you all these reports that stacked up over the weekend that this motherfucker over here was supposed to do, and now it's landed in your lap. Don't worry. I got you. You know I got you, right? Wale couldn't have picked a better time to drop this album. Or should I say EP? Welcome back to No Right Before Nine, everybody. Let's get it. Niggas riding in the streets, try the police, then we stop and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light, get a black nigga shot. Strap full of yes, cause a big finna ride. Blast with me, yes, they ain't asking for God. They ran through the stars, they ran through the spas. It's hard to get mad when it's mad, niggas gone. Yeah, no fear of the law. Lights turning off, niggas head coming off. Yeah, nigga ran through the yard. Flight club gone, they ain't there taking off. Brazilian, we are, we still hit them all. My dog got looted, said it's fair, but it's hard. America is gone and here are the results i'm trying to move different but to where because i'm lost left right mm. this shit make you want to dance right i'm up dancing right now y'all just can't even see it damn look, i wish soul train could see me now my niggas want peace, some my niggas want palace. I never lack passion, I maybe lack knowledge. Celebrate the progress, that's how we mobbing. We was moving targets and niggas move targets. Moving different, I'm trying to move smarter. I'm trying to move black, that's suicidal. Baby, I'm different, I'm saying shit dropping. I'm all at a man's, get the CBS robbers. Tripping now, I'm tripping now, I'm tripping now, I'm bugging. Skipping curfew just to sit with my brother. Liquor store, liquor store, liquor store running. I'm trying to sip a little, but the military funded. Roads all covered, the police love it. Some rich black niggas ain't doing a peaceful protest in the Fairfax district dissolves into civil disobedience. Cruisers vandalized, tagged, and set on fire. Cell phone video shows plumes of black smoke as buildings burned. Protesters smashed windows and looted stores. If I could be right next to you, who my ally, who my enemy, for so if I could be right next to you, who is empty, who got empathy, how you move? Yes, 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 yes. Uh huh. Look, that's how you get the week started right there. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I need y'all to give it up. Man, what's going on with y'all? What's going on? Uh, it's your boy Scumbag Millionaire, baby. Welcome to No Rap Before Nine. Um. <laughs> Damn, God is good, isn't he? Look, so before we uh, get started to talk about everything or essentially talk about nothing, you know, it's funny because every time people ask me what my podcast is about, nowadays, I respond with, you ever heard the mixtape about nothing? That's essentially kind of what I've been saying. Like, I, I, I really love that title. Anyway, sorry, I'm drifting. Um, 
came up on this really awesome song that I got. I need you guys to listen to really quickly. It's called Out of My Head by Apollo Music. Um, I'm a bike rider. It keeps me going. I just feel like the message in this song is just so powerful, bro. You know, we're, we don't want that negative energy out here, man. Um, so I'm going to let y'all listen to this for a little bit. I feel you coming. You must be plot. I can't let you take my energy. All right. Okay. That's, that's enough of that. Um, I know everybody ain't ready for shit like that, but you know, I mean, I'm an eclectic person. So, you know, those are the vibes. Um, you know, while we're on the topic of music, uh, you know, Currency's got a new album out. Tiana Taylor released a, uh, uh, an album. I'm not really a big Tiana Taylor fan. I guess I hop on the hype train when it comes around. Um, but, I mean, both of her albums are sitting right there on the music charts or whatever type of music chart we believe to listen to now because, obviously, after 6 9 exposed Billboard, um, I'm not confiding in them at all, ever again. Um, but moving on, John Legend has a new album out as well. Still haven't heard it. Not in its entirety. A couple of tracks out there. Super fire. Uh, a Boogie with the Hoodie. He's got like a 2.0 version um, out of the er out of, of his album that came out earlier this year. And, uh, you know, the quote-unquote hometown hero, Wale, has uh, dropped The Imperfect Storm. Uh, that song we were listening to on the intro was um, Moving Different and damn i can connect with that i've been i feel like i've been moving different ever since i jumped out of a plane so with the recent trip to florida i took i've noticed on my social media feed there the number of people getting on airplanes is uh is growing exponentially um i would like to let you all know that you should still be taking precaution just be careful um not even a week ago there was 500 new cases of COVID-19 reported at the Orlando airport. Um, thank God that I had gotten in there, did my business, and got out before any of this, uh, you know, came afloat. Uh, so God is good, you know? God uh, is very good. So I always hear how social media should be the last place where you get your news. Well, I don't watch the news. So social media is pretty much where I get my news. Now, I follow people uh, that present real news, and then I follow motherfuckers that don't really present news, as some people will call it, but it's what you guys want to listen to. It's what you guys want to read, so I feel like I should be reporting on things like that. Um, so speaking of traveling, um, I was doing some scrolling and trolling on the uh, social media Instagram last night. And uh, came across this statue. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but there are these crazy, uh, you know, dictator. Uh, I'm going to just say white. Fuck it. You know, there's these crazy white people statues all over the country that people are defacing. Uh, people are, you know, vandalizing them. Even in my own neighborhood in D.C., uh, I saw something from the protests after June 9, Juneteenth, excuse me, of how they took down this, uh, you know, this like white racist guy. I don't know. That's just how I'm going to fucking put it. Cause I mean, how else do you want me to say it? You know? Um, but anyway, getting back to the point, I noticed that there was a statue in Washington, DC. It was called Lincoln park. It's called the Eman emancipation statue and it's Abraham Lincoln stand over stand. Excuse me. I'm getting moving too fast. Excuse me. Um, it's, he's standing over what is supposed to be a free black man. Now, for those of you that follow me on social media, I posted up a picture of this. Um, it was on my story. Nothing about this black man looks free. 
Nothing. I mean, off some real shit, it looks like he's begging the motherfucker for some change. Um, and what's really funny, well, not funny, but I mean, what's the super big coincidence is literally not even 24 hours later, there was a blue tarp uh, put over top of the African-American man and some string around the neck uh, to, I guess, um, you know, hide it because, you know, a lot of people are very angry, but I I don't know if that's necessarily bringing the right message. Now, yeah, it's bringing awareness because as I'm par- passing through this park with all this green stuff, I see this bright blue tarp and then like, hey, what's going on? Um, but I don't know if that was the right way to go about it. I would have preferred you knock the whole thing down. Um, I will tell you this, though. Uh, that statue that was put up in Lincoln Park was actually built with money by free black slaves. However... The free black community did not have any input on the design of the statue. There is a petition going around the city right now to get it removed. Not sure where we're at with that right now. Um, But going back into Juneteenth, you know, I'm thankful that Juneteenth is finally getting all the recognition it deserves. One of my homeboys put this up on social media. I couldn't agree more. But I don't want these major companies exploiting it, making it something that it's not. Recently, I took a bike ride down to what is now Black Lives Matter Plaza. Um, and DC pretty much started this entire wave of painting the streets in front of, you know, the white house or major police departments saying defund the police and shit like that. But, you know, for a long time, you guys thought that that was good enough. And I, I never thought that was good enough. Uh, and when I biked down there, I actually saw people or vendors setting up their little side tables and selling off black lives matters t-shirts. You know, it's one thing to be an opportunist and I totally respect the hustle. It's another thing to make profit off of your people when you should be circulating that dollar back into your people. But you know, that's just a uh, personal, um, just a personal opinion. Remember, we're all entitled to our own. Here we go. My bad. Now here we go. Uh, dog, I just love the intro to that. That shit is just so fucking fire to me. Um, yo, the internet moves so quick. Wouldn't you guys agree with me? I mean, I feel like the internet just makes the mistake and then they correct it in five minutes and then everything's all hunky-dory. The reason I say that is because you guys all know the brand Off-White, right? Uh, now it's ran by Virgil Abloh. And if you guys don't know Virgil Abloh, he was an associate of Kanye West for quite some time, probably the lackey of the group, uh, but did his thing, you know, worked on a lot of crazy projects that you guys probably don't even realize who it was, uh, and then got promoted to pretty much the creative director of Louis Vuitton. Um, now... A couple weeks ago, it surfaced that he donated toward, uh, I think it was, uh, I'm not sure. I want to say it was the Black Lives Matter cause and shit like that. And he had the nerve to take a picture of him donating $50 and putting it on the internet. And now, well, not now, but when he did that, he got all sorts of, you know, black, like, bro, a lot of pushback. A lot of motherfuckers was out here hating on him, like, saying whatever they want. But you know what's crazy is the same people that are sitting here and bashing him are the same people who own shitloads of off-white who want excuse me who want the off-white um and that that's that's wild to me like he's got some sneakers coming out in a few 
month in a few weeks. And I'm pretty sure that everybody they love is going to be trying to jump on these shoes. And it's just like, bro, you don't give a fuck what these celebrities are out here doing. Like, why, why are we idolizing these dudes? I just don't understand. Like, you got all the... I just... One of my boys... Actually, shout out to Bob, Officer Bob, for sending me this post. But I, um, I watched this video of... Uh, you guys know Andrew, the guy from SNL? He basically calls out a bunch of celebrities on trying to do something for the Black Lives Matter movement, but, you know, in no way, shape, or form are they connected to the movement. Like, I don't know. If you guys ever want to check that out, hit me up. Let me know. I'll uh, I'll definitely send you the video. But uh, there's a lot of people out here who don't care. And you guys need to understand something. Racism has been here forever. It's not a new thing. So when I read these articles about people being hung and these bodies being found, you know, now these people who are actually racist, they don't have to hide anymore. You know, black people are rebelling and we're angry. Okay, this is the response that I was waiting for. This is the response that was going to come. I'm not saying that, that anyone deserves to be hung, bro. Listen to what I'm saying. Racism never went anywhere. They may have pulled a blanket over it and hid under the bed, but the monster is still there, bro. Okay? So these are people's reactions to our reaction. Remember, for every action, there's a reaction. Just always keep that in the back of your mind. You know, I'm sitting here and I had this random thought and I figured I'd, I'd share it. With all this protesting and, and shit going on, I'm wondering where these gangsters is at. Like, where are these gangsters? Like, you know the ones that y'all be seeing while you, tr while you scrolling on Instagram? Who be having, like, the guns? I don't even know if they, them motherfuckers is really loaded because, like... I don't know. That's irrelevant. But, you know, where the fuck is all these gangsters with these guns at? You know, plow, plow. I do them. I shot them. I do it. Like, I, bro, I don't even know what these niggas be saying because they be so gooped out on all the drugs they be fucking doing. But, you know, them the ones that need to be out in these streets protesting and shit, be on some real gangster shit. But these niggas just sitting behind the fucking lands doing it for TV. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Uh, you know, mental health is a real thing. Um, I don't, you know, there's a lot of shade thrown towards it. Um, I'd like to try to connect with some of you out there. I am what you call type one bipolar. Um, there are two types of people with bipolar disorder. I am classified as what is type one. Yes, I have been diagnosed by actual doctors. Okay. And you know, let me let me make a sidebar conversation or a sidebar comment, excuse me. I hate it when I meet people and then I tell them my quote unquote gift and then they're just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm bipolar too, you know. And I'm just like, really? For real? And I'm like, you like you've been diagnosed? Like, no, I just I just know it because I'm always depressed. Like, no, bitch, you're just depressed and you're sad. And you and like there ain't nothing wrong with you. Like I have people all the time literally trying to use my uh my gift as a conversation starter to feel empathy towards me. Please understand something, bro. I've had this my entire life. I just found out about it about four years ago. I live with this. Okay? Please do not feel sorry for me. Please do not be empathetic to, you know, the way I move around with, you know, in my life. Cause I feel like I'm doing just fine. Um I've put down the medication. I no longer medicate. I just feel that uh, there's no real way to explain what those meds are like. 
Um, you know, it's kind of like explaining to someone what smoking weed is like for their first time and getting high. Uh, so yeah, it's been two ish years, no meds, you know, you don't, uh, start up, you don't fix a problem by creating another problem. That's always been something that I firmly believed on. And, um, But right now I'm struggling because I have this new sense of purpose, of fulfillment. I've I've just I just feel like I've I've uh, like I've been reborn, like I've awakened all over again. And you know, I've got some friends that I hold very close to my heart and I know that they need help. Um whether it be a therapist, whether it them be talking and venting to me, um but I don't know how to tell them they need help. You know, I got some friends that are in that do some shady business and you know, these motherfuckers pretty much got to sleep with one eye open. And you know, they walk around like uh very machismo, you know, like very like macho man like, you know, I don't cry. I don't do, like first of all, y'all motherfuckers who out here saying that y'all don't cry, cool. Stay the fuck away from me because you cannot be trusted. That's just the god honest truth, bro. It take a real man to cry, bro. Off some real shit. I'm not even, like, this is no joke time. We not on joke time right now, okay? Damn, son, we're... You got friends that have lost people very close to them. And, you know, on the outing, whenever I check in with these people or I talk to them, I look for certain things. I look at some of their newly developed habits. I look... Uh, at what their hands are doing. I and, and and a big one is I look at their eyes. You know, you can always tell when someone's keeping it a real with you by the prolonged look that they give you. I've always grown up with but you know with the with the belief that when people respect you and they talk to you, they look at you in your eye. And people that are ashamed or got something to hide, they tend to stare off into the left or the right while they're speaking to you. Why? I mean, I don't know. Ask the psychologist, bro. I, I don't know those things. But, you know, every time I, I ask my, my homies, like, you know, is everything good? They lie to me. And I don't understand why they lie to me. Because if anyone's got your back out here, bro, it's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, your coworkers ain't listening to you. They don't fuck with you. Like, bro, I don't know you for 10, 15, 20 years. So when I tell you that I think you need some help, or when I tell you I don't think what you're doing is smart, you should heed my word. Or, you know, your, your friend. When your friend is trying to tell you something, you should listen to them. Like, I never grew up with a whole rack of people in my corner. Like, I had one that I trusted, you know? And now I got a, I got a couple back there, you know what I'm saying? I got Rocky Balboa. I got... <laughs> my bad, that was a boxing uh, reference. Sorry. Um... But here's my thing, bro. Like, the people that are quiet are the ones you need to jaw like watch out for. Like, I've been in situations where I got cool, melancholy people around me, and the moment we go have a couple of drinks and they have one too many shots of tequila, now these motherfuckers is the Incredible Hulk. And what that is is their inner demons manifesting because you know what they say: a drunk mind speaks a sober heart. Um, what that is is their, their inner feelings manifesting to the point where they can't lock them in. They don't have any control over them. They can't bottle them in there no more. So they fucking explode. And, like, it's unfortunate because 
let's say, for instance, some shit goes down. Okay, like y'all, I don't fucking know. Like y'all are, uh, oh, okay, let's let's use this as an example. Let's say, for instance, me and a bunch of my homies, we go to New York. And we have a grand old time. And one of my mans has too much to drink. And he fucking explodes. And now we're fighting in the fucking street. Part of me does not want to fight my mans. And, the, you know, because like, bro, I'm, I'm, I, I can't. I gotta, instead of trying to fight you, I need to hug you harder. You know, that's, that's how some people, that's what some people need. Or I can turn the cheek and I can beat the shit out you. But listen to me when I say this, young. Beating someone up does nothing for them, okay? Uh, some people out here do need they ass whoop. You know, I'm a firm believer. If you've never been punched in the face, it's about that time because it's a very humbling experience. But now after this fight, I have to act like everything's okay. Meanwhile, you're over here doing exactly what your girlfriend hates hearing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, like, how many I'm sorry's is, is too many I'm sorry's. Oh, my God. See, this is why I hate recording on the fucking weekends. It's like, y'all niggas don't leave me the fuck alone. Shit. Um, sorry about that, y'all. Um, where was we at? Okay. Um, and now the Vic, you know, now, now the trip's over. We're back at home. And it's like, every time I want to try, let's say, for instance, every time we try to talk about it, this person over here is like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. Let me tell you something. Those people who act like that, they need to be left alone until they can figure it out for themselves. And all you're doing is putting a lot of pressure on, on, your, on your, your mental and your spirit when you out here trying to fight other people's battles. Sometimes you got to let people go through it. You don't want to leave them out there with no life raft, though. Okay, be, be very mindful because some people can rebel when you do that and just, you know, start acting a motherfucking fool. <laughs> All right, look, so um, I had this conversation with a friend of mine and uh, I begged him. I begged him to come on the show. He said, nah, nah, son, like too many motherfuckers couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently this nigga think he hot shit. So uh he sent me a story, okay? And I'm gonna read this story for you guys. And um, you know, I'm not looking for no type of response. I'm you know, it's it's just a very interesting story because I'm sure a lot of us have been in situations like that. So he said, Yeah, bro. So, okay, I'm I'm gonna talk as if I'm him. So we were going on this vacation and I went with a bunch of people I didn't know. I only knew one person on the trip. So uh, basically, I was told that there was this ho-jump that was going to be there. And he's like, bro, I never been to the West Coast. So I'm trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> so he's pretty much plotting to fuck this one chick. Not understanding that he's in fucking Los Angeles. Like, it's like you're you're born pretty out there, okay? So he said that... Uh, He's been told to have sex with this girl because, you know, she's a hoe and shit. And, like, it's not even really going to matter. Like, she don't really got no feelings. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so he hits the joint, okay? And then uh, pretty much comes home and ignores her. And, you know, she's always on his line about, like, you know, let's go hang out and shit like that. And he told her, he was like, bro, <laughs> let me read this part of the text. <laughs> 
Okay, what is it? It's like, nah, I'm good off all that. You're a hoe. You might as well just be a hoe. You knew what I wanted. Owie. Damn. Hey, son, I don't give a fuck how hard. Like, bro, I don't I don't know anybody that go that hard. Um, But I just, you know, that's a... First of all, that's mean as fuck, bro. Uh, why did you have sex with her? You shouldn't have even put your dick in a joint if that's how you was. All right, whatever. That's not that's not my business. Um, what I want to know though is how this lady feels, okay? Um, because you're sitting up here, you know, upset over this guy, but essentially, you know, you're a hoe. So this is like what you do. So you're upset that. This guy don't really want to talk to you or deal with you because he knows who you are. You know, to be honest, um, I think that this whole lady uh, should really take a a strong look at the people that she keeps in her circle. Because obviously, my man's got this information from somewhere. Okay, like... So if it was her friends that was telling him, like, yeah, like, I mean, she's basically a hoe. Like, you I mean, you can get in, do your bang, 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 and get the fuck out. Like, those ain't no friends, okay? Uh, you know, even if you are a hoe, uh, you, you should have a business card or something. You shouldn't have, like, your friends spilling out shit like that. Like, you know, keep that shit on the on the. All right, so it's about my time to get up out of here, but I wanted I want to uh, leave you with um, sort of an analogy for life, okay? Um, as we all know, the influx of people buying bikes and bikers has just shot up exponentially uh, since COVID has been ruining everyone's lives. Um, and I own a bike, and I've been you know doing my thing for going on a little over two years now. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, as I was watching my friends get into it and get excited, and you know going out to buy bikes and stuff like that. I was feeling jealous. I was feeling envious and I wanted to go out and spend, you know, a thousand, eight hundred, a thousand dollars, maybe even four grand on a brand new bike. But I realized I've got everything I need. There's nothing wrong with my bike. A good friend of mine, shout out to my Orlando homie Danny, uh, gifted me the bike and I pretty much built it from the ground up. I've got a special connection with that bike. And for whatever reason, I want to take something that I worked hard for and throw it aside to go buy something that I don't really need. Uh, it's very